0: To Maranatha Christian Assembly podcast, where we bring you the Word of God wherever you are. We pray that you be blessed by God's Word this week. Today, I will be talking about a uh, from good to godly parents. Okay from good to godly parents. Okay, just wanted to check to make sure that. Okay, alright, will somebody come and help me with the clicker while I continue? Yeah, alright. Alright, so, um, as I was preparing this sermon, and uh, I, I checked out the, uh, the Scripture to search for verses that pertains to parenting. Okay? And I realize that there are really not that many <laughs> verses that relate directly to parenting. Yeah, so it's going to be quite tough for me to pull out a verse and to expound on it. Uh, but the verses that I pull out, I realize that there are about maybe two, four, six, seven verses that really talks about parenting. Uh, let me quickly read out to you. Um, one of the verses is this, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Another verse says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Fathers, where are you? Listen carefully. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Another verse says this. It says, whoever spares the rod hates his children, but the one who loves his children is careful to discipline them. And yet another verse says, A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. Then another verse in Proverbs says, Discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. And in Deuteronomy, it says, These commands I give you today uh, are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And finally, in Colossians, it says this, Fathers, do, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. And they will become discouraged. So they are all together about seven verses that really uh, speaks directly to what parenting is all about and to the hearts of the parents. Okay? And as we listen to the few verses, the seven verses that I just shared, uh, and as I read them and as I meditate them and as I'm preparing this sermon, I think the heart of these verses basically is a call for godly parents. Yeah? It's really a call for godly parents. And I have to say that in Scripture, it tells us this, that in, in, in Psalm, it tells us this, that children are a gift from God. And someone say, amen. Children are a gift from God. And, and on this point, I'd like to bring up something that I, I actually didn't prepare here, but it came to mind, I'd like to say this is all of us as parents, that children are gifts. They are not treasures. You, you understand what I'm saying? They are gifts. But somehow, we, somehow some of us, we take this gift and it becomes our treasure. Okay, but it is a gift that we need to take hold of, groom them, and offer them as gift to the Lord and to the world. And someone say, Amen. Alright, so children are gifts from God. And so I believe that we are not called to just be good parents. And I believe that all of us here are good parents. Okay, Uh, good parents in the sense that we we want to uh, nurture our children and and help our children survive and provide for them. but through the verses, I believe that the heart of it is not just about being a good parent, but we are called to be godly parents, to raise godly children. And you say, that's right. Next month, I will talk about how can we raise godly children. But before we talk about that, we need to first talk about godly Parents. That's right. We need to talk about godly parents. I believe that parenting begins with the parent, not with the children. (laughs) Children is the outcome, but parenting begins with the parents. And so today we will talk about um, godly parents, and we will explore four characteristics that make godly parents. Okay. So first of all, the first characteristic is this: is trained parents make Godly parents. Train parents make godly parents. Now the verse in Proverbs 1, 8 to 9, next slide please. It says this, it says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Now in this verse, it is clear to me that the Bible expects parents to train their children. Okay? Not just Providing for them, not just uh, sending them out to, uh, to school, but really to train them up. Okay, all right. But for that to happen, parents need to need the know-how. Yeah, you want to train the parents, you need the know-how. Now, when my wife uh, was pregnant with our first uh, daughter, okay, our first child, okay, and then she delivered our first child, and our first child was so cute. All right, she was three point I think three point three kg. Wow you know, super, super, I won't say fat, <laughs> super chubby, that's the right word to use. Oh, she was super chubby. She looks like a Michelin baby, you know, a lot of folds, And it was so wonderful. And when she came out, I was looking for something else. You know what I was looking for? Instruction manual. I realized that when my child was being delivered, no instruction manual. Alright, when I order items from, from Shopee, when it's being delivered, it always come with instruction manual on what to do. But I realized that when my wife delivered my, first, uh, my, my firstborn, there were no instruction manual. Oh dear, so I have to learn, <laughs> I have to figure out how to parent my child. You see, the word parent is both a noun and a verb. right? It's both a noun and a verb. And that will be the next slide, please. Okay. right? It's both a noun and a verb. All right? Um, And at this point, I like to look at it as uh, a verb here. And when we talk about it being a verb, it simply means this. To be able to parent simply means that it is to have uh, the ability to raise a child. And to simply put it, it means that that it is parenting is a skill. Alright? Parenting is a skill. Right? If parenting is a skill, means you can learn, huh? Okay? Alright, I'm just thankful that we can actually learn how to parent our children. Now, two things are needed in order to acquire a skill. Right? First is knowledge. And second is understanding. Only with this two, then you are able to develop the skill to be able to parent well, if that is what we want. Now, knowledge is about the facts and logic. Eh? What knowledge is really about gaining facts and logic and understanding is about process. How the knowledge works in the situation and how is it being expressed in your parenting situation in your parenting situation? Now, by in the Bible, it is very interesting that the Bible gives us a lot of knowledge, really. Right? Uh, knowledge in terms of what? Instructions. Right? The Bible tells us the do's and the don'ts. Father, do not exasperate your children. Huh? Yeah. Please train them up according to uh to, to the Lord, huh? to the ways of the Lord. Uh you no, know, honestly, when I read the verse, I say, I know. Actually, you also know. What's the million-dollar question? How? Yeah, I don't find it, huh? no instruction manual. I need the process. Yeah? I know, but how do we do it? That is the difficulty, right? The verse says. Uh, do not exasperate your children. Another one says, another verse in, uh, in the Bible, in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, start children off the way they should go and when they are old, they will not turn from it. Well, this is what I want. How? What is the process in order for that to happen? And so I needed someone to really help me understand the process so that I can really work from it and work on it. And so if we want to develop a skill to be able to parent well, right, we need to understand, we need to have the knowledge, and we need to have the understanding. And knowledge itself is not enough. And this is sort of the reason why uh, many of us, when we have children, I'm not sure you do the same, as I, uh, you did the same as I, I, I do, well, is this, that when I had my kid, I went to the bookstore to buy yeah, books, <laughs> parenting books. How many of you have parenting books at home? Yeah, okay. And then the interesting thing is this. That I realized that there are, a, mm, there are many more parenting books today on the shelf writing almost about the same thing. Okay? What I realized about all these parenting books is after I read it, I try and yeah, you all shake your head, right? Yeah, it doesn't work, huh? Okay. No, not that it's not, it doesn't work. Somehow, it just doesn't work for my case. Somehow. Okay? Do, do I have the knowledge? I have the knowledge. The, 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 the book say you must do this, and you must do that, you must do this. I did it religiously. Did it work for me? It didn't really work for me. Right? Uh, we, it, when you go to the pastor and say, Pastor, my teenage, my teenage son and teenage daughter is, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble. And so your pastor comes to you and tells you, this is what you need to do. Are those knowledge? That's knowledge. But when you do it, did it work? Did it didn't work <laughs> somehow? And the Bible is full of do's and don'ts. And they are right. It's just that we need more than just the do's and don'ts, we also need to understand the process. How does it work? so that we can then develop the skill side to be able to do it. Now, parenting in the past seems to be a lot easier, I have to confess. And I think so too. If, it's okay if you disagree with me. I think in the past, okay, uh, many, many years back, um, uh, parenting is simply, you know, the, the son follows the father to the field and, and just plow the land. That's all. Farm. Because that's what they need to do. And then the, the daughter just the the mother, go to the kitchen, and learn how to cook. Right? Uh, in, in short, basically, it's learning, parenting is really about teaching their children how to survive. Okay? That's how it is. But today, it is very different. Do you agree? Yeah. Right? In the past, we teach children and we train children how to survive. But today, we don't just train them how to survive. We train them how to thrive. Am I right to say so? Correct? We train them how to thrive. Because getting a B is no good. It has to be an A. a. And after A, let's try to become A+. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but we are teaching them how to thrive and not just survive. And, and, and children today are a lot more complicated, isn't it? Yeah? In the past, they just follow their parents, they listen to their parents, that's all. Right? Today, wow, the children has more knowledge than the parents. Wow, Huh? my children is teaching me stuff today. Huh? Used to be parents teach the children, but today, the children, my children, teaching me stuff. Yeah, it's so, it's so different to parent children today. It's a little bit more complex, yeah? Okay. So, it requires a lot more skill to parent our children well today, okay? Uh, and today, I'm just so thankful for the development of science and the advancements of science, and I want you to know that science doesn't contradict the Bible. Science, basically, in many ways, all right? Bring... Based on based on the creation of God, discover much of through much observation of God's creation, begin to discover uh, more insights. Okay, that really helps us in many ways to come up with processes to understand understand how the world works, understand also how human works as how God has created us to be. All right, and so um, much of the studies and research has been done um, in the area and in the field of parenting. Okay, that actually give many of us both knowledge and understanding that could help us become better parents and more effective in our parenting approach. And one example for one example on this study all right, is like uh, what it called the developmental stages of a child. Okay? Now this study provides a very interesting framework and a framework for parents to prepare themselves to parent their children. For example, in this framework, when a child is zero to six years old. You know, it basically teaches us that parents should focus on instilling values. Okay, um, why instill values at that age? Because when children is about zero to six, they are a blank piece of paper. That is the best time to tell them what you really want them to know, right? So, as a Christian, what do we do as Christian parents? This you want to instill biblical values. This is the best time, because they are not going to argue. They're not going to tell you, "I don't believe that." Show me proof. They have nothing. <laughs> They just believe you. You are like God to them. Which makes it very, very dangerous, huh? Uh, But it's true, right, They will receive it. So it's the best time to instill values and parents use a more directing uh, parenting approach in order to parent their child in this aspect. Okay, when the child begins to grow and develop to 7 to 12 years old, all right, at this stage, parents should then focus on mentoring a child in their life skill because they are moving into primary school, they need to learn life skill, and so parents need to mentor them. Right? Then when the child is uh, between 13 to 21 years old, how many of you have children around this age? This is the most, fun th- the most fun part of the child's age, okay? For parents, am I right? Yeah, okay? You, you think it's difficult? I think it's the most fun, all right? Uh, this is the most challenging part of the child's development stage where uh, what parents should be doing at this point is to really support the adolescent through facilitating a process of helping the, the child uncover and embrace their identity. Because this is the age where the child is trying to figure out who they are. This is a a stage where the child challenges every value that you have taught them. They challenge it not because they want to disobey you. They challenge it simply because they want to know who they are. And they are asking, why must I do this? Why should I believe in this? Is it true? But This is the most fun stage of a child's life as far as I'm concerned. Because this is a stage where I could really, really shape my child. Okay? Then when the child becomes an adult, parents can then take on a new role, okay, by empowering and imparting wisdom to their child, right? Helping them to make sense of God and His Word in their life, in the world that they live in. That in this relationship that they have at this age with their children is no longer like how they used to have relationship when the child was 0 to 6 anymore, right? Yeah, they become like friends. Yeah, they will have coffee shop time, go out for high tea, chit-chat, right? And, and all they do is just to impart their wisdom, okay? And so you realize that this is, the, just by looking at these developmental stages, okay, uh, it tells us this, that, are, that as parents, we, we, we need to put on different roles, take on different roles at different stages of the child's life in order to be impactful in helping them develop and grow. And to take on those roles means you need to have a different mindset, to have a different mindset will help you to develop different skill set. And you need different skill set. Okay? And so, what we need is a new uh, different parenting mindset, different set of communication skill, a new set of knowledge and ability to even manage ourselves at different stage of their, our children's developmental stage. And all these are skills that we can develop, really. Okay? Now, please do not um, you know, I believe in prayer. I believe that oh, sometimes, you know, uh, when our children uh, is really acting up and see our children a bit more rebellious, so-called rebellious, right, and we say, let's pray. Have you ever done that before? Let's pray to God and ask God to intervene. I truly believe in that. Trust me. okay? But at the same time, I also believe that parents need to pick up some communication skill to learn how to communicate to The children. Somebody say, "Mm." and that skill, God cannot just come to you and put it inside you. (laughs) That skill is where you need to humble yourself and say, I need to learn something here. Yeah. All right. So parenting is a skill. Parenting is a skill. Children and your children are growing up. They are changing in the way they think, in the way they behave, in the way they respond, changing in terms of their needs. Unfortunately, I've met many parents who are not ready to change their parenting approach to match their children's development. So I truly believe that godly parents then need to learn to develop their parenting mindset and skills to parent their children through different life stages of the children's life, somebody say, "Amen." So the first characteristic is: trained parents make great parents. The second characteristic is this: is tip-top parents make godly parents. Tip-top parents make godly parents. Now, in uh, in First King chapter nineteen, verse three to eighteen, um, this passage basically describes. Uh, uh, prophet Elijah's experience at the Broom Tree. Okay, I'm not sure whether you, you remember that, but let me give you uh, what happened before that that came to this uh, Elijah's experience in the Broom Tree. Now, leading to this opening text, right? Uh, Elijah, was conf- uh, Elijah confronted uh, King Ahab and the prophet of the Canaanite god Baal. Remember that? And, then, uh, and also uh, 400 prophets from the goddess of uh, Asherah on Mount Carmel. Okay, does that sound familiar to you? Now, Elijah then, at that point in time, prayed to God to display His power to His people. Yeah? Okay. So, the fire of God fell. Remember that? So exciting. The fire of God fell and consumed the burnt offering that Elijah built, right, and, and offered to God uh, on the wood and the stone and the dust. And, and remember that, actually, this uh, Elijah poured water on it to wet it to make sure that, wow, you know, it has to be God who is going to consume it, otherwise… No fire is going to light up in that uh, uh, offering, right? right? So, what happened is that the fire that came from God, okay, basically licked up all the water that was in the trench. And then King Ahab and the prophet of Baal lost. Now, Queen Jezebel learned about it, and she threatened Elijah's life. Remember that story? Yeah. And this is what happened after Elijah knew that his life was being threatened. He was afraid, and he began to run for his life. And then he came to this broom tree, okay? And he was tired and depressed, right? And he doesn't have any energy left to continue. And at the broom tree, he prayed this prayer to God. He says, please take my life away. <laughs> and then what happened to him? He fell asleep. Strange, huh? Oh, God, please take my life away. <laughs> Strange, yeah? Strange. Strange. You know, this, and then, and then later on, what happened was that then God, uh, so the angel of the Lord came and then woke him up and said, okay, uh, I prepared some food for you, please eat. <laughs> wow, that's quite nice. After he eat, then what happens? He went back to sleep again. And then later on, the angel came again and woke him up, and then I prepared uh, some food for you, some barbecue stuff for you, come, go ahead and eat it, all right? And then he ate it. Huh? So interesting, yeah? I was asking myself, I said, if I'm gone, if I'm gone, why, why would I do that? I mean, huh? Right. What I will do is I will rebuke him already. You still wake him up and, and eat, prepare food for him and ask him to eat? No! I will rebuke him. I say, you see, you see my weakness, my power, and now the next thing you do is that you say you want to die. And then you fell asleep. What is this? I would have done that if I'm God. So thank God I'm not God. But this experience basically tells us this. Okay? It informs me of this that humans are finite beings. <laughs> Amen? Humans are finite beings. Right? We have limitation. That our energies are limited. And even God knows. And God knew. God knew. God knew that. That's it. I mean, his energy battery fl- went flat. He needs to recharge. Yeah, Before I can start doing anything with him. And so he let him rest. And he fed him. Yeah, ensure that he has enough energy to move on. Yeah? Okay? So, even God knows. And I want you to know one thing, church. Parents, parenting requires energy. Yes? Parenting requires energy. Okay? The Bible teaches us not to exasperate our children, isn't it? That was very clear in the scripture. Do not exasperate your children. Do you know what? When I look back at my experience, there was once when I went, I find this very, very challenging to not exasperate my children. I went home one day, Okay, after a long day of work, Step in, open up my, my daughter's room, wanting to just say hello to her and hug her and show her all the affection that the father can give to the child. Open up, wow, all ready to do that, you know? I mean, the, last, the next thing is that's on my mind is that after I've done that, they will feel so loved and then they will say, oh, Daddy, you're, so, uh, you're such an amazing father. I've never had any other father like you, you know? I mean, of course, there's only one father, huh? Okay, but my, 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 my friend's father are not like you. And that was what I was thinking about. And so when I opened the door and I stepped in, that's what I wanted to do. Alright, and the next thing I say, open the door, wow, close on the floor, huh? Uh, bed not make, huh? Wow, a tower hanging somewhere else, huh? The table full of junk, and then brought in all the lunch in the room, you know, and then it was evening time and the plate of lunch is still on the table. The minute I step in, I say, Hey, why are all this here? How come your clothes is on the floor? Yeah, huh? You don't know how to pick up, huh? have I told you so many times to pick up or not? Yeah? Don't, you don't know how to pick up ah. you know how old are you already are you laughing at me or are you laughing at yourself <laughs> does it sound familiar oh, it sounds familiar huh yeah it sounds familiar do you think my daughter wanted to talk to me after that no she actually asked me can you leave this is my room can you go out So my question to you is, did I parent my child? Or did I snap at her? Mm. (laughs) Sounds familiar, huh? Okay, I'm I'm just a human. I? I have my limitation. But my energy was low. My energy was low, and I was affected. You know, I want us to understand this, that parenting happens in the moment. Our ability to translate our parenting intention into a positive parenting behavior happens in the moment. Okay? If it does not happen in the moment, then you know what? We need to rectify. It's like what we happened I- in my example. Is it did happen in the moment. So I had to rectify. I had to say, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I'm so sorry that I acted that way, you know? I, uh, Daddy shouldn't have said that, huh? Yeah, I should have uh, uh, find out more from you, yeah? I'm so sorry, huh? Wow, so embarrassing. So humiliating. <laughs> so humble. That's the right Christian word to use. I was so humbled by the experience. Yeah, and, and so I have to rectify, isn't it? We rectify, yeah. And so after I rectify, you know what we do? I, we, we try to reflect on it, and then I, I, we try to uh, say, okay, what should we do, uh, what, what should we have done actually, yeah, and what we shouldn't have done, okay? So that the next time when it happens, we are able to do it, right? Now, the thing is that after you reflect doesn't mean you're able to do it. you know whether you're able to do it only when the next parenting situation happens. When you open the door and you see everything on the floor, then you know whether you are able to execute what you said you're going to execute in your reflection. So parenting happens when In the moment. Yeah, happens in the moment. And so the ability to be able to show up as a parent and wanting to parent according to our parenting intention happens in the moment. And that ability to show up is what I call parenting presence. That we need to have that presence, the parenting presence right then. And And parenting presence is influenced by our energy. And there are four energies that really uh, influence our presence. is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Okay? Now, physical energy, basically, we... Uh, when we are physically tired or when we experience poor health, you know, our f- physical energy drops. Right? So, we get edgy, we get easily irritated. And so, to maintain our physical energy, alright, uh, at a functional level, you know, at a functional level, I think what we could do is to really make sure that we have enough sleep. Okay, make sure you have enough sleep, okay, eight hours of sleep, maybe you have to take cat naps. Right? And then we also need to ensure uh, the food that we take, that we take uh, food that will help us gain energy like uh, low GI uh, index food. Okay? Uh, it could be bananas, it could be all this stuff. I think you're all health gurus here. You can go find out and check out with, with, uh, with uh, Google. All right? uh, the other thing is to really hydrate ourselves, drink enough water. Okay, to hydrate ourselves so that we can maintain our physical energy. Why hydrate ourselves? Because water hydrates the blood. Okay? And when there's increasing blood circulation in our body, we, we get a little bit more physically energized. Alright? That's the truth. Okay? And then, there's also the learning how to regulate your breathing. Okay? Because breathing quickly, taking shallow and quick breath, drains energy. But if we learn how to do, regulate our breathing, okay, that also helps us in maintaining and regaining energy. So, very interesting. Okay. Uh, how do we, should we breathe? We should breathe uh, long deep breath. Yes, slow deep breath. That will help to regain energy. Okay. So, physical energy is one energy that will influence our parenting presence. The second energy is emotional energy. All right. So, negative emotions de us. Correct. We feel lousy when we have uh, uh, negative emotion and we feel weak. We don't, don't feel like anything. So, we, we, we lose energy when we are so-called depressed or when we are disappointed, okay? But positive energy energizes, all right? And so, we want to be careful um, you know, not to carry emotional, uh, negative emotional energies in our life, all right? Uh, day to day, right, Like disappointment, uh, discouragement, okay? This does not, they do not support parenting, all right? And especially when we are hurt by our children, You know, we're hurt by our children. And and that really brings and draws out a lot of negative emotions, okay? And when that happens, we find ourselves unable to parent well, okay? The truth is this, hurt people hurt people. True? Yeah. And so if you try to parent your child when you're hurt, it doesn't really work, okay? You will think that you are parenting your child, but your child can feel it. And so, if you want to parent well, then we need to regulate our emotion, alright? And learn how to recognize our emotion when we are hurt. Recognize the negative emotion and learn to let go, alright? And all this requires skill. You need to learn how to manage and, regu- uh, and regulate all those emotions. And those are skills, okay? Next, energy. is mental energy. Basically, it's talking about us having enough head space to process and respond instead of reacting, and this is one thing that I find very challenging. And most of the time when I work, uh, I find my mental energy being drained. And when my daughter comes in and says, Oh, Daddy, Daddy, I've got a very funny video I want to show you. And then the first, then I look up at her and say, Don't disturb me. I don't, I don't have the headspace <laughs> to engage. Yeah, I wasn't thinking at all. Right? So I think it's, mental energy is about really having the headspace to process and to be able to respond. Okay, um, in fact, uh, uh, the scripture teaches us this. It said um, that when our Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says that we need to learn how to focus our mind on what is true, what is noble, what is right, what is pure, and what is lovely, whatever is admirable. Huh? Basically telling us we need to learn how to pay attention and direct our attention of our mind toward what is positive. And he said all this to a group of people who are going through Persecution. So that when you direct the mind towards what is positive, your mind will actually be a lot more positive and your mind will actually open up, psychologically speaking. Okay? And when your mind actually kind of expands, that is where your mind has the space to think and to respond instead of react. Okay? Now, finally, spiritual energy. Spiritual energy refers to our sense of calling as a parent. Essentially, it's, it's about why are we parenting? Why are we parenting? Let me ask you this question. Why do you actually parent? Have you asked yourself this question? Why do you parent? Why? I mean, give <laughs> there are so many things in the world <laughs> that you can do. Uh <laughs> well, why do you want to parent? Just give parents reasons why we should continue to parent even when things are difficult. Yeah? And so... To me, why do I parent? Uh, I have pondered this question many, many times, and this is what I, I came up with. And I want you to know that even to, up to today, I'm still pondering about this question. Okay? But up to now, current moment, why do I parent? Is to nurture my children to fully express who they are in Christ in this world. That's the reason why I parent my children. Is to nurture them so that they can fully express who they are in Christ in the world that they are living in. And when I think about that, and think about this calling that I have, uh, even when things are difficult, I press on. And there was a time when my, my, my child was giving me, uh, was, was giving us a hard time as parents. Okay? Uh, for two years, I had to hang on to this calling, to press on. Okay? Even when sometimes, when my wife said she's going to give up, even when sometimes I feel that I'm hitting a, a wall, uh, for the two years, I press on because of this. And it gave me energy to do that. Okay? if you notice that all these four energies, they kind of overlap at the center. And right at the center, the bigger that overlap area, um, the greater the parenting presence is and the greater the energy you have in parenting your children. And that allows you to be able to parent your children effectively in the moment. All right? And so the heart of this is simply this, that uh, to be a tip-top parent, it simply means that you need to ensure that you care of yourself as a parent that you do spend time caring for yourself all right it's about self-care and self-care is important if you want to parent well okay godly parents don't just take care of the needs of their children they also recognize that they are finite as an individual and they have needs of their own and they also need to take care of their needs all right and so when we are able to take care of our needs we take the necessary actions to ensure that we have enough energy to be present in the moment, then we are able to parent our children well and that our children are being parented. Otherwise, it is just Christian parents throwing out a lot of Christian jargons to their parents, uh, to the children. Third characteristic is this, is tact team parents make godly parents. There's an African saying, it says this, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, sounds familiar. Now, it conveys the message that it takes many people, which is the village, right, to provide a safe, healthy environment for children, where children are given the security that they need to develop and flourish and to be able to re- realize their hopes and dreams, right? So, in short, it's saying that uh, parent, uh, that parenting is really a partnership. Okay, and this partnership involved three partners, basically. Okay, I call it the tripartite partnership. Okay, first, first partnership, the spouse. The spouse, okay? Now, parenting is a partnership between father and mother. The spouse, huh? Father and mother. Okay, it's not just the father's responsibility or just the mother's responsibility. Okay, I want you to know that when I conduct parenting program, um, generally I get mothers or fathers in the class. Ah, yes, correct. Mothers, huh? Yeah, the fathers, oh, they are busy. Where are they busy? Oh, they are in the golf course. Okay. Oh, which is alright because you could be doing some business meeting, right? Nothing wrong. We don't judge them, okay? But in reality, we get more mothers attending the parenting training than the fathers, Okay? Alright, so it is not just the father's responsibility or the mother's responsibility, but it is both the parents' responsibility. Because each parent brings a different parenting experience to the child, which provides a holistic development for the child. Okay, when a child says, I want to ride a horse, mother say, no, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, no, cannot. Because very dangerous. What if you fall down? Curry right around. Huh? You hurt yourself. You break your arm. Cannot. Safety come first. Right, so the mothers are very caring. They protect their children, and it's very important. The child needs to know that they are protected. That someone protects them. Huh? Yeah. And then when the child goes to the father, what the father? Uh, I want to ride a horse. What does the father say? Awesome! Let's do it. Huh? Correct. Oh, I've been waiting for a long time. Let's do it. Yeah. And then what? What does the father do? He became the horse. Correct, he'll squat down on all fours. Come, on top here, come. Oh, this is how the horse up Oh, this is a wild horse. Oh, this is a gentle horse. Correct, right? No? And, and the full experience of riding a horse right there and then. Okay? Now, so the child experiences what? Adventure, excitement, yeah? Learning to step out of the boundaries, learning to take courage and be brave. And so the child experiences the different aspects of their development. Yeah? You need both. And then in my experience, my wife will come, don't do that! Because she still cares for the for the for the child. Okay, but the truth is that the this are this is what we you know, the child needs. Both parents to come in to give them a broader as experience to know so that they can grow up more holistically. But for this amazing spousal partnership in parenting to happen, it needs to be built on the foundation of a great marriage. A great marriage. For this partnership to happen, you need to have great marriage. Okay. Married couples who work on their marriage tend to practice positive communication, create a safe and conducive home environment for child development. Okay? And so great marriages make great parents. So today, those of us who are married, your focus is not, shouldn't be on the child. Yes, you need to pay attention to the child, but your focus should not be on the child. Your focus should be on your marriage because your marriage provides a safety net for the child. The child feels that in this home, my parents are staying together, my parents know how to communicate, and they are learning all this from you. And then home environment becomes a safe environment for a child to develop uh, uh, holistically, okay, and that they will grow up mentally and emotionally healthy. Right. Imagine husband and wife screaming at each other every day. And that is not a good conducive environment for developing children. Now, I acknowledge that some of us here might be a single parent, okay? And, and it's not by choice, but for some reasons, this is where you are and that's the situation, right? And I salute you and I say that you are taking on the role of both the, uh, the, both the role of the father and the mother, And I want to say that you are doing a great job, the best that you could do, okay? And with the grace of God that is upon you, I believe that you are going to raise your child well. Someone say, Amen. amen. And also let you know that there are many uncles here in this church that can become role models for your kids as well. Or aunties here in this church that can become role models for your kids as well. Yeah? Okay, the second partnership is simply this. It's about the extended family. Basically involving and allowing grandparents, uncles, and aunties to parent your child. And someone say? Oh, softer, huh? <laughs> and the third partnership is this. The third partnership is about partnering with the community. That means the church is one, the church is one such community that we can partner with, right? Uh, and and all of us could be spiritual parents, okay? Right. So, every member in the local church is a spiritual parent to the children in the Christian community. All right. Now, another community besides the church is the school. <gasps> but the school is really a community that could partner with the parents to parent the child. Okay? And so, learn to partner with the school teachers to parent your children. And that's what I do. I will talk to the teachers. I will tell them what I want to inculcate my, my, my children. I'll tell them, how can you partner with me to do that? Wow. Suddenly, their pay scale. They need more, pay, higher pay when they meet me. <laughs> All right. And finally, you can also partner with trusted friends to parent your children. Yeah, people that you know that you can trust, and you can allow them to parent your children. Okay. Now, basically, parenting, tech team parenting has many benefits, and I'll just highlight three of them. Okay, first, when you do packing parenting, your children will experience other values. Okay? There's no way that we can, we can teach them all the values. Right? I, I su- suspect that in our, in our parenting, we probably pick up the f- top five values that we want to inculcate into our children, just the top five. And what about the rest of the values? When they are being parented by others, when they experience others, right, they will experience other values. Now, that's where they pick up other values. The second benefit is this, is that children will uh, the, the values that are being taught will be reinforced, okay? It will be reinforced, right? And they, when they experience the same values that is being taught by, uh, uh, when other adults actually reinforce that into their life, they realize that this is something that I need to do. So it's being reinforced. And thirdly, okay, is to allow, um, is to allow parents, when, when we allow parents, other people to parent our children, basically we are able to part our children with them, right? And when that happens, what does that mean? means you have me time. means you can spend time with your spouse alone to build up your marriage, which is so important. Okay? So those are the three benefits that when we practice tech team parenting, um, it will really, really help you in, being, uh, in bringing out your parenting presence and to be able to parent in the moment. And so godly parents basically recognize that... Uh, God give us a community to help us parents and uh, to help support us in our parenting journey. But to do that, it requires a certain mindset, okay? And I find that there are many mindsets that have been shifted for parents uh, today, right? In the past, uh, some of the mindset is well, when our children come back, it says, oh, I failed. They look at the child and say, why do you fail, right? Today, when the child brings back a report card and say, I fail," what do you think? The parents bring the child back and look at the teacher, how come my child fail?" <laughs> A different mindset, isn't it? Very different, huh? Very different. And I think today, the mindset is, when we look at our children, this is my child. Nobody can touch them. It's my child. Even the pastor also cannot touch them. <laughs> you know that kind of mindset? Yeah. But if we want to be godly parents, then one of the mindsets we need to adopt is allowing others to parent our child. Somebody say. So that someone else can speak into their life. Amen? Finally. Okay. Transform parents, make godly parents. May I show a video? Today, dark clouds gather and fill the sky. Don't know how to talk to you. Just know how to say. Goodbye. Have you actually got a driver's license? <coughs> I don't think so. Children see, children do. Young children model after their parents. Right? Yeah. Whatever their parents do, they also follow. They copy. They model. And when they grow up to become teenagers, then teenagers begin to make sense of their world and their faith through who? Through their parents as they observe how their parents show up in their daily life. Earlier we mentioned that parent is both a verb and a noun. We talk about the verb as in parenting, in the act of parenting, the action of parenting and the ability to parent and parenting is a skill. Okay, and that is important. Parenting is important. But parenting as is now is, to me, is more important. Who are you as a parent is more important than you doing the work of a parent. Right? It has great impact on parenting and more than what we think we know. Right? What is parenting? Parenting simply is about nurturing a human into being. Right. What is the being that we are trying to nurture in our child? Right. In a biblical context, it's simply, to simply put it, it's about, it's about nurturing a child who loves God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength in Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Right. Uh, in short, it simply means this is one who, we want to nurture a being who will, who will faithfully love God, who will faithfully trust God, who will faithfully obey God for all the rest of their life. Faithful to God. And in order to do that, we require a child to actually know God. And how will a child know God? It's through who? The parents. It's through the parents. Right. I mean, to know simply is, uh, to know is just to know. To know basically comes from, the word know comes from the Greek word called ginosko. All right? It simply means this, uh, means two things. Number one, factual knowledge, and number two, experiential knowledge. For a child to know who God is, they need to know who about, things about God, characteristics about God. But they also need to experience God. And how are they going to experience God in their life? It's by experiencing you as a parent, me as a parent. Right? And how are they going to experience that into our life? Is by experiencing the fruit of the Spirit in our life. The fruit of the Spirit in our life. As parents, when we begin to bear fruit in our life, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit in our life, the children will experience them in their interaction in our parenting. And when that happens, they experience God. We tell them God is love. How are they going to experience it? Through us. We tell them God is patient. How are they going to experience it? Through us. We say God protects. How are they going to experience it? Experience it through us. We say God is uh, as long as uh, uh, God, uh, God loves and God, God provides and God, whatever there is about God, how are they going to experience God? Through the fruit of the Spirit that is evident in our life. And in order for that to happen, that means that we need to be transformed. We need to be disciples of Christ. And if that is not going to happen, then they are not going to come to know God through us. Somebody say, Amen. So if you want to be a godly parent, then learn to walk humbly before the Lord and bear much fruit and be transformed. Let us take this time to just close our eyes as we bring this to a close. I'd love to invite all of us to just uh, stand to your feet. The call of God for parents is to be godly parents, and I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that all of us desire to, to respond and, and, and to be godly parents. And today we talk about the characteristics of, uh, of godly parents. Firstly, is to be trained. About talking about trained parents, to be trained. Secondly, we talk about tact team parents that we don't parent alone. But we partner with others and we allow and give permission to others to partner and to parent our children. Thirdly, it's about tip top parents. That we want to ensure that we take care of ourselves in order that we are at a level that we can be effective and effective in parenting our children. And finally, we want to ensure that our lives bear much fruit, that we want our life to be transformed, that we become transformed parents, so that our children, in their interaction with us, experience us, experience the fruit of the spirit, and know that God is good, <laughs> that they get a taste of God in our life. So as we are standing before the Lord today. I'm not sure what is it that spoke to you and what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Maybe today some of you said, that, mm, I've been praying to God for a situation in my, in my uh, a situation, a parenting situation at home with my children, and I've been praying. And Maybe it's time for me to do something about it. Maybe it's time for me to, to stand up from uh, the kneeling position and start going out to seek for some help, to seek for some training, Maybe that's you. Then maybe this is something that you want to do right after this service. Maybe some of us today, we feel that, oh, it's time for me to not just do it by myself, but it's time for me to reach out and to ask and and to really get support, to partner with others. Maybe it's time for you to begin to take on a new mindset and say, I'm going to allow others to parent my children. Maybe it's the church members Maybe it's the school teachers. Maybe it's your grandparents, the aunties, uncles, or the friends. Whoever that may be, maybe that is what it is. Or maybe today you're here and you feel that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so tired as a parent. I'm just so tired. I don't even have energy to, to deal with my children. I don't even have energy to sit down and listen to them. Then maybe today, God is saying, why don't you Rest. Rest. Let go of the children. Get someone to take care of them. And why don't you rest? And some of you today, maybe you say, oh, I realize that my children hasn't been really tasting much of this fruit of the Spirit in my life. As I reflected on the way I parent them, reflected on my life at home, reflected on the interaction we have, I don't think my children is I really experienced God in my life and I want that to be changed. so today, if you have a need with regards to your parenting situation, wherever you are, I'd like you to step up your hand. I'd like to pray a prayer for you. I see that hand. Is there anyone? I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Father, I come before you and you see the hands that have been raised. Lord, you know their needs. You know what is happening in their life. You know what they need in order to overcome. And so, Father, I pray that God, that you grant them wisdom. Wisdom that will help them to navigate through the parenting situation. And that you will grant them the necessary resources that will help them, O Father, Lord, uh, in their parenting situation. Give them the support that they need. And help them, O Father, Lord. Help them, O God, in this situation that they are in, in their parenting situation, help them to remain and shine as a child of God, as a disciple of Christ in the way that they deal with their children so that your children of God, your child, will get to experience you through them. So God, just commit all this to you, knowing that God, that you're going to work in their life, and knowing that God, at the end of the day, all will be good. And all this, I give thanks. Amen. Thank you for listening to this series. We hope that you are blessed. If you'd like to go deeper with us, head over to our website at maranata.sg for more information.